Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back, everyone, to another amazing, fantastic, stupendous, awesome episode of The Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Freitas! Liz! Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Again. I'm not muted! <laughs> I was doing it. You I do, totally forgot. I flipped out on yeah. You do your little, I'm in love. I did that. I'm in love. Oh, we didn't get it. Oh, it's, it's That's what happens on the 22nd of Second Seed. Uh, <laughs> nice save! <laughs> um, as always, I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Angie Hickler of Hendelis! Yvonne! <laughs> and I'm joined by the wonderful, the lovely Empress in our hearts, Liz, Mistress Lebeau. I will be Empress to be at some point. Mm. Not if we keep dying. That will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> and when little all the keeps. When little China's in big trouble, they call Rob Rage Philosophy. You know what old Jack Burton used to say at a time like this? It's all in the reflexes. Is that what he says? Yes, that's what he says. Uh, let it be known, Ivarwin has not seen that movie, so he doesn't get the reference. I don't, unfortunately. I assumed it was a um, Big Trouble in Little China reference. However, I, I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> Come on. Well, you have a, uh, homework, a, assignment. Mission, a homework assignment for the weekend, then. <laughs> I, I <laughs> in, indeed I do. Um, and then he could be the great curator, Mike, the Tamrielic historian. Yes, this bone that we found in the yard, I think it belongs to a woolly mammoth, but it also could be from a guar. I don't know. Hmm. Check the teeth. Yes, check the teeth. Check the teeth. <laughs> it's got uh, carnivorous teeth, but strangely grazes on grasses. Yes, that was our classic Elder Scrolls. <laughs> we, we will do a uh, a uh, review of the anatomy of Elder Scrolls creatures. We'll that, have an episode. That can't be a bad episode. No, it won't. I mean, we're going to be flipping over guars and netches and We'll Al be looking Argonians. under the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting up lusty Argonian made tails. And <laughs> 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 I think it depends on what kind of bone he found in the yard. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> and with that, Liz, please tell us who has sponsored us this Our week. show is sponsored in part by Martin! And I can't never pronounce his na- last name, Almenza. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that wrote Bust a Pick. 
Uh, I, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. I don't know about that. Uh, Are you sure? One of our wonderful listeners who did donate this week through our our uh, sponsorship link on our, on com. Well, however, we love you. And also, we <laughs> love TweakedAudio.com. You know, you go there, TweakedAudio.com, for quality headphones, free worldwide shipping, and 30% with our code, off the record, all one word, at TweakedAudio.com. And also, by Audible. You can go download your free book today at audibletrial.com slash Network. And it's also sponsored by this iTunes, this week's iTunes five-star reviewers. No one? Oh, my God. Do you hate us now? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I know. I saw we didn't get any five-star reviews this week, and I kind of felt like, you know, that uh, creepy girlfriend on uh, on YouTube. What? What's her name? Um, the mom? No, 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 no. This, no, creepy ex-girlfriend. I think that's... that's oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> uh, Rob, what are we doing this week? Why won't it ring? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for uh, the, this, uh, this show's summary, uh, the weekend game is going to include some Skyrim and some Elder Scrolls Online. Our discussion topics include the uh, new video, The Elder Scrolls with Friends, as well as Dead is Dead, playstyle in The Elder Scrolls games, Is That for You? Plus some Tamriel rumors, player housing, kind of confirmed-ish, sort of, maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Plus an add-on for ESO and a mod for Oblivion in this week's crafting table. Um, Possibly a raise of the week, depending on how the show goes. Plus your YouTube comments and emails. Um, A quick ESOTR guild update. And uh, yeah, I think that's about going to wrap it up, so stick around. Most excellent. Uh, just before we go into our quick to mention, Rob, um, you said we had a, a quick uh, ESOTR guild update. Is any of the uh, are any of the guilds doing uh, any recent uh, events coming up? Um, let me scroll down to the bottom of the notes. <laughs> okay, the guild update is check that out. Uh, let's see. As of uh, as of right now, I don't think that there are any. Major ones uh, that are going to be happening uh, within the next Next 72 hours. Um, But we might have, you know, a a fun little event that uh, might occur a little bit later on tonight. Ah, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, Right after this show, for those of you in the chat room. By the way, hello, chat room. Uh, Great to have you guys here. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Dancing with Daggers right after this show, like 10.30 p.m. Eastern. so, So stick around. Uh, before we get into the show, though, Mike's got something quick to mention. Yes, first quick to mention. Get excited, guys. A new limited-time mount will be coming to ESO. A rideable Black Panther. Yes, now you two can show up to your Black Panther meetings in style and relive those heady days from the 60s of civil rights protesting with questionable ethical actions with your own roaring warrior mount. Both justice and peace sold separately. Thank you, Varwin. This black, sleek, <laughs> Sanche Panther mount will be available in the Crown Store for a limited time only. It will cost you 2,500 crowns and will be available starting yesterday, May 21st, <laughs> at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And this mount will be removed from the Crown Store on May 26th at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for both mega servers. Afro not included. 
<laughs> oh god, you guys are going to hell. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> Does it help if I say that I already purchased it? I don't know if you, that helps. You do it. I can't and believe it looks you really paid cool. that 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 cost for it. I mean, two thousand five hundred. Holy crap! It's twenty five bucks for a Black Panther mount. Mount. Well, I mean, this is also the reason why I kind of wish that um, you can you can sort. Well, I don't know. I think it'd be a bad idea anyway. But I've got a surplus of these crowns, and <laughs> I, I do. And I was like, you know what? I mean, it's 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 kind of cool. So let me just snag it up, and I'm having fun with it. I'm uh, I'm almost tempted to it, but it's it's just a it's a recoloring of you know what what we have and um but eh, I, I'm so torn with this one because it, it, well it is kind of cool I'm just I don't want to spend our crowns on it yet because what if something really cool does come along yeah uh, I'm having the same problem because I, I I think it's really cool looking plus you can also get the uh, pet follower one and have you know just a black Khajiit riding a black panther followed by another black panther. My and God, coolest thing ever! Like our uh, like our good friend Tim Twig and ESOTR Stendar, and member of Dancing with Daggers, uh, he says that he is going to be a black Khajiit, which he is, uh, riding a black panther with a black panther follower. Aww, that is a tremendous amount of feline video game awesomeness. It truly is. Just packed into <laughs> one screen right there. Like if you pass in front of him, everybody's going to have bad luck for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I had said before that, yeah, it, it's a reskin, but of all the cats that they were talking about releasing, this was the one that I wanted the most. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Now, I'm just waiting because Wicked Wolf and myself are of the same uh, mindset. We want a large dire wolf. I want it to be a white dire wolf, and I want to be able to ride it while I'm a werewolf, and then have a wolf follower to go with it. Are you going to name it Ghost? Maybe. <laughs> I would. Dire Wolf rideable mount would be pretty cool. That, that, that would be. be awesome. And as a werewolf, you know, to ride it into battle. <laughs> well, speaking of reskins, um, Rob, we've got uh, Rob's got a little tidbit here that came out on ESO Live today. If you did not catch that, that's right. This just in announced today on ESO Live: new costumes that look like the armor the three characters in the cinematics wore. If you remember uh, from the cinematics, uh, I, I call them. Uh, Vinny, Vic, and Lita um, will eventually be coming to the game. No news on when, if it will be a crown store item, and if so, how much it will cost. I want that Breton outfit, though. Mm. I think the Breton outfit's going to be... There's no way this is not going to be in the crown store. Like, in my mind. Like, there's, there's, yeah, no, there's no way. There's I, no I was way. just thinking, you know, the, the, uh, the, the problem that we saw with the wedding dress. Uh, we're going to see <laughs> the female... Uh, high elf costume on all these hairy nords running around Cyrodiil. <laughs> yeah, well. you, you, you don't see any females actually wearing the female wedding dress. You know why? Because it's not cute. It's not. It's not pretty. <laughs> no, What's scary not is I see a lot of orcs wearing it. Male there are a orcs lot of wearing orcs. It. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I'm large tempted. Large male orcs. <laughs> I'm tempted to make a fat green orc and toss him in that. He'd look pretty. He would. Um... Incidentally, I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because uh, today on ESO Live, they actually did show male and female versions of those uh, those skins. So, um, Yeah, and of course, I'm sorry to interrupt, but of course, somebody brought up, oh, look, there's a boob window on there. Why do they have to have that on the female <laughs> Britain? 
Because they took it away from the Argonians. Reach through the, the internet and smack <laughs> that person. Well, <laughs> I guess I guess that means you gotta dish out a little bit extra, no pun intended, uh, for wow. the uh, wow. the window. You know but, which uh, ones I like the costumes for the uh, the wood elves. Those ones have that strange wrap that has the window too. Nothing wrong with that. Janessa's yeah. wearing that, and she's um, quite fetching, if I can say. Just wanted to be colorable. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. That would be, be nice. nice. I would buy a lot of costumes were they colorable. Yeah, because yeah. then you can make them your own. Yeah, exactly. and then and then pull a crimmy and then uh, pick one out for every occasion. <laughs> or well, none. <laughs> All that guys are fighting a boss. I got to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to Ebon Wind, uh, especially <laughs> on the forums. You can check out all different pictures of Ebon Wind's um, uh, pictures of his of his famous character, Crimmy Crimmy Nightvale, uh, on the forums. Uh, you could check that out, and you could see all the different styles that that uh, <clears throat> his female character wears, and she is she is quite cute. She's adorable, or doesn't wear for a Bosmer. All right, guys, your week in game right now. Well, can I tell you, it feels good to be back. Feels good to be back, guys. Uh, we were going to do the show on, on Wednesday. That's mid-dust. And uh, I felt like crap. Um, so I canceled it the last second. And then, uh, unfortunately, because I was trying to push it. And uh, it didn't work out for me because I got a sinus infection. And then we waited until today. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling ready to do the show. I'm just awesome. I'm feeling great. It's awesome. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, however, I am an idiot because last week <laughs> uh, I said that I was going to tell everyone your challenges. <laughs> and and I said, y'all guys, I'm full stupid. I forgot to do the challenges last week. So don't forget. We'll do the challenges this week. And what happened? I forgot. <laughs> so we're going to do the challenges now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't forget. Um, so gameplay challenges for this week for, for our hosts and for you uh, listening, <clears throat> either at home, in your car, maybe part of the ISS uh, space station floating above the Earth. You know, if some of those guys listen, which I hope they do, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Write us in and tell us your ESO experience. <laughs> I'm too busy flying in space. Yeah, too busy, you know, solving interstellar issues, guys. Doing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Come on, everyone's got time for Tamriel. <laughs> uh, so here's number one. Earn Master Criminal Achievement in Skyrim. That's a thousand... K bounty in all nine holds and tell us how you did it. Uh, create your own unique build in ESO and then share it with us. Um, play through 10 dungeons, 10 of them in oblivion and share with us your best item and story that you've looted in those dungeons. Or of course, come up with your own unique challenge. You can email us your story in character well, of course, uh, be happy to voice act it. You can send that email to elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. So there you go. Um, these challenges are a bit old because we tried to get them out the week before and I think the week before that. So 
Um, I don't know if uh, any any of you guys managed to do it, uh, but if you did, you know, chime up. Let us know. Uh, anyone get a chance to do any of these? Listen to episode one forty nine mm. when I went crazy doing the master criminal one. Oh yeah, yeah. you did. Yes. Because I was like, oh, did we get assigned it? Oh, I can't remember. I went back in the notes. Oh, yeah, that was the one that we were doing. I will use that one. And I did it. And then we're like, oh, I forgot to assign the... I'm assign him. <laughs> Dude, you're like the, you're like the kid in, in school that reminded the teacher that we for, that they forgot to give the homework. And oh, hell went no. Ahead I went through that. Anyway. I would have done the homework and then been like, oh, crap, I did the homework. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, hey, Mike never goes first. Let's start with Mike. <laughs> this is why you forget things. <laughs> Let's start with the guy on the bottom of the list. <laughs> um, it, it, you don't feel comfortable going first, go Mike. First I just wanted to get that in for a third week in a row. <laughs> so what you got, Mike? Liz has to read the first sentence of it. Oh, God. Oh, um, okay. I'm oh. drawing a picture of Ariel right now. Okay. Um, Stop drawing pictures. Rob. Um, no, that's Rob. Who are you? ESO. <laughs> oh, make it so, number one. As commander of her ladies' army, I commend <laughs> the ESO Akatosh Guild for holding the line at the gate of Nemin outside of Reville and accommodations to Her Majesty's special forces in the guerrilla warfare waged on the Western Front, recapturing Nickel Outpost from the dreaded EP. Oh. So this week, <laughs> I played ESO... In Cyrodiil with my Nightblade Bosmer, who finally got to VR-14. And uh, we wreaked some havoc in uh, uh, Cyrodiil this week. All in Her Majesty's name, Liz, the uh, soon-to-be Empress. I love it! I'm so proud of you. He is absolutely a great, great PvPer. He knows what he's doing. When I'm not laying there dead on the battlefield. Hey, that that (laughs) happens to all of us. But, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to have mike along with us yeah don't tell him i said I, that i don't do well as with the crown because i don't like to do all of the uh bureaucracy of inviting people to group and stuff like that <laughs> i just like to you know be like okay this is what we're doing guys we yeah. are going here to you know take this fort or this bridge or set up siege on this wall you know don't ask me to you know to, to invite you to group because i can't be bothered with that <laughs> that's when i'm laying dead on the ground usually <laughs> <laughs> I made a group. Okay. <laughs> Invitations have to wait for my next res. <laughs> yeah. Res I really me and do, I can invite you to group. <laughs> I really do think that they need to have something like uh, Rift have where they had like a lieutenant, you know, first lieutenant um, to that could invite other people. So in case the leader is busy trying to tell people what to do or figuring out what's going on, they don't have to worry about it. I know there are add-ons for auto invite, but they don't always work. Um, we had a lot of problems with those. Um, yeah, we did. But, yeah, it would have been nice, you know, if, if he was lead and I could be like, oh, this person wants to add, you know, I'll, I'll just add him. That would have been nice. Anyway. Yeah, we've been, uh, Usually uh, QGN is our uh, tag for auto-invite, so. Right. Yeah, but that's when the when the uh, add-on is, is functioning. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I downloaded it last night. Um, what's, uh, what's the name of that add-on, Liz? Do you know off the top of your head? The newer tools, which was what we were using, but there's also one called Auto Invite, which I haven't tried. I, I've got them both running. That could cause a problem. I don't know, but um, the one that at least has uh, something in the add-on settings, like menu, where you can uh, fix stuff. That was the N O O R E tools. 
Yeah, and that was the one I downloaded last night, and that didn't work at all for me. Well, it worked only when I whispered you with the QGN thing. If I did it in zone check like you're supposed to do, it wouldn't do anything. Right, and I made sure that I had that toggled on because I yeah. looked all through. Yeah. Anyway, um, please, I'm sorry, Mike. I mean, tell yeah. us tell <laughs> us what happened in Cyrodiil. With, uh, now, who was with you in Cyrodiil? So the first one, it was Liz and myself. Um, I happened to be out, and she, I was stealing stuff out of uh, the Daggerfall Covenant area, as usual, uh, to up my Legere domain, and she's like, Oh, I see you're playing, you know, come to Cyrodiil. I'm like, okay, I'll come to Cyrodiil. And uh, we picked up uh, a bunch of people from the uh, Akatosh Guild and then some uh, random pugs that joined the group. And uh, we had a lot of fun. That was that uh, big one there where we held the uh, the gate to keep them from getting the Sky Shard. And then oh, we yeah. waged guerrilla warfare on the Western Front. The next night, um, I jumped back in. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 no, wait. You, you passed a big thing, though. You said waged guerrilla warfare on the Western Front. What did you guys do? <laughs> I, this is this is the story I want to hear, man. What, what did oh, you so do? There wasn't enough of us to, like, actually take keeps or anything. Yeah. So literally what we did is we ran from the Western Gate up to Black Boot, and we took, I think, the farm or the, the whatever it was, and then we left. And we went to the next one north of there, and we took a couple of their uh, resources, and then we left and went and took another resource somewhere else. And we were just all over the map on the western side taking resources from them. And as soon as they would show up, we would run away. Yeah. You know, brave, brave Sir Robin ran away. Yeah, everybody <laughs> hide. And then we finally got enough points where we got to uh, Nickel uh, Outpost, and we set up siege, busted through the door, took the outpost, rebuilt the wall... Somebody said, oh, I see they're outside the, the outpost. We all ran out the other door and ran away, <laughs> leaving <laughs> the outpost behind. <laughs> but it had caused enough confusion that we were able to take most, you know, they, the AD was able to reclaim most of the southern aspect of the map just because of all the crazy commotion that we were playing. Because these Zergs will literally, you know, if they, they see something flagged, they will run to that area as a Zerg, leaving a lot of their defenses, you know, their outposts and their keeps undefended. And then our larger Zerg came in and was able to flip it while, you know, they were preoccupied with us. Which is uh, a huge viable, I mean, that's a viable tactic. You know, I, I, I know that it's extremely frustrating, especially when you're, you're dealing with um, a, a, a PvP guild that really knows what they're doing. They're completely specced out, they're geared out, and then they've got an emperor that just strolls up on the scene like, what up, dogs? Boom! And you're like, man, how can I even fight that crap? And the fact is, you just can't. So, so what do you do when they're that big? You you hit them with tiny little groups, and and you, you just you you piss them off. That's what yep. you do. And you don't piss them off right there. You piss them off all the way in the north, or all the yeah, way. You, you know, you break their line of teleports. Yeah, do whatever you can to you know really be like, oh, there's something going on because they're expecting a big zerg has just taken the the farm or the lumber mill. And they go running out to find that there's only three people there, four people there, and they're like, "What that?" <laughs> yeah, and that's when our Zerg comes up from you know behind and slaughters them and gets the keep. So tell me about day two, Mike. So then day two, I uh, pugged uh, with a group, and uh, we ended up way up in the north um, uh, at Chalman Keep, and then um, we took King's Crest, and that one was really, really cool because I've never uh, taken that one. Uh, it's one of those keeps that has, when you go into the inner keep, you go up the stairs and it has the one area where you can look down at the thing and then you have to go up that other bridge. And um, 
the bridge had been had been knocked down. Our own people, you know, knocked down the bridge, trying to shoot at the archers and stuff that were up on the other bridge. And uh, the EP had set up a siege on the upper part of the keep, and were shooting back at us. And so we were just we were pinned down inside there on the second floor. And uh, I snuck up while everybody was you know laying siege out of a doorway, and noticed that the thing was collapsed. And I used the night blade teleport strike to jump across the opening from the second floor to the third floor, hit the uh, the, the cloak uh, for the night blade, and went back into stealth went all the way to the side and then started burning down their siege engines so that uh, they uh, couldn't uh, use the siege. Well, about halfway through, I died. Uh, but by the time I rezzed and got back there, we had taken the keep because uh, all of their siege had been destroyed. Hmm. Wow. So that was, you know, a really cool thing, you know, just to show what one person can do that make a huge difference when you're not sitting there, you know, spamming, you know, impulse or other, you know, traditional attack methods. And I really wish, like, they would bring climbing in for night blades or something to be able to climb up a wall and infiltrate that way instead of trying to knock walls down. I, yeah, um, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm getting a, an update here uh, that, that Rob had posted right away. And um, our chat room is sort of asking our, our opinion on, on this as well. So um, I guess since I interrupted, I guess we'll just cut to it immediately. Um, yeah. They they announced today on on uh, ESO Live that they are going to be um, disabling CD keys. All right, game keys, fraudulent ones. Now that sounds all all well and good on the surface of it, but then they said uh, that these fraudulent keys were acquired by purchasing the game with a stolen credit card. So, um, we've got this thing on Reddit that Rob posted in there. Um, Rob, and this is all, this is all happening like right now for us, this information. So, so give us a second. Um, Rob, uh, do you, are you familiar with what's written here? Do you want to go through it? Um, off the top of my head, uh, I'm not too familiar. There's actually a first I've, I've heard about it, but since it was mentioned in the chat, uh, I decided to do a little bit of background research. This is what I've found so far, uh, and it seems that uh, keys that were purchased by uh, third-party sites um, that either were not authorized, oh. uh, then uh, I, I guess that they're bringing the hammer down. Wow. Uh, they mentioned this today on ESO Live very briefly. Yeah. They didn't do a good job explaining it, but this really shows you what it is. Yeah, I was... It's not that you or I bought the game in good faith. It's the person who sold us the game had oh. stolen the credit cards to obtain the keys to sell us the game. Yeah. And you know what? Um, this is why I didn't initially think that this was news, because they do this kind of thing all the time. Listen, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're whipping a uh, if you're whipping out a um, stolen credit card, you know, you deserve a comes to you. Sorry. That's just the law. Um, so if, you know, Elder Scrolls Online is deactivating your CD key because, you know, you bought the game with a stolen credit card, well, you know what? You're lucky you didn't get arrested and get caught in the first place. So so there you go. But this angle on it where someone legitimately purchased the CD key, um, that's an old term. I know it. Whatever. You know, you young whippersnappers it, are calling it these days. Just, you know, a, a licensing key. That's all it is. Uh, yeah. Those of you who purchased the key legitimately, let's just say, let's just say, 
I don't want to say any any websites. Um, you went to www.who knows what <laughs> games.com. There, there are many of them out there. Um, and, and they're the ones that got this somehow with, with a stolen credit card or it was sold to them with a stolen credit card. You know, the person who legitimately purchased this from a third party is out of luck. Yeah. That's hard. I wondered, like, I bought um, bristle codes there, the pig codes from uh, eBay one time. And um, I was always worried about, like, you know, how did they get these codes? You know, selling them on eBay like that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing, you know. But this one, yeah, they, they bought the codes with somebody else's credit cards. Well, listen, there are there's a huge list here. Now, now we're looking at this thing called it's on Reddit, it's on the Elder Scrolls Online Reddit. It's called Deactivation of Fraudulent Obtained ESOTU. That's Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited Game Keys. Um they do say that there are sites and places that you can go to that are legitimate. Uh and it says here and I'm quoting, uh to avoid unknowingly purchasing a stolen game key, we suggest that you purchase from our site or one of the official retailers listed below. And they've got a huge list for global, North America, Europe, Africa, Hong Kong, Oceania, Russia, South America, Southeast Asia, and Japan. So if you're concerned, uh, head on over to this, this post, take a quick look to see if your retailer is there. Um, I believe they said they were going to be doing this on Tuesday. I think that's what they yeah. said. Liz, what's your opinion on that? Um, I'm wonder. Uh, I'm wondering how they can determine. What if some kid, you know, used his mom's card and she's like, "I didn't authorize this." You know, um, yeah. is that considered stolen? No. Um, so Ooh, I'm sure know. that they got something from you know some, one of the major banks saying, "Hey, you know, we've got you know two thousand dollars worth of fraudulent charges to you know purchasing this these things from your company." Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you've got if that seems like a like a pretty outstanding scenario though, where a kid uses their mother's or father's credit card to purchase, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, and then uh, one of the parents disputes that charge, not knowing that this is you know something that the, the you know their their kid did, um, does that count in this kind of thing? I I don't know. I, it might. I mean, if it gets reported. If that fraud, uh, if it becomes reported as a fraudulent charge, and, and it goes back to you know to Zoss, and they're like, oh, here's here's line right here. This account is was opened, uh, and they're disputing the charge. It must be fraudulent. Let's turn off this the the, the game code. Maybe I guess I don't know if they're doing it that uh, in depth. I, I I mean that sounds like a little thing, but uh, there's there's some of those things that I'm wondering like how would they know? I guess it would be you know. What you said, uh, the credit card company is saying this is fraudulent. I don't know how they would know. Yeah. I don't know either. What do you think, Rob? Well, I mean, you know, for, from looking at this post, is like, I don't necessarily think that these these keys nece- uh, or, or the, the accounts purchased by these players um, were done so with a stolen credit card. It seems like these keys were stolen and then sold. Yeah. So what yeah. they're doing is they have a list of these keys, uh, so they know which ones stole, uh, which ones are stolen, which ones okay. aren't. So they're going to be deactivating those. So the thing is, is that if if you purchase the game uh, from one of these sites, uh, you know, one of these disreputable sites, uh, not the and, one on the list. 
right, not not the ones on the list here in, in the Reddit. Those are good right? ones. <laughs> those are good ones. Those are those are good. Um, and and your account is deactivated. You could be a law abiding citizen, but if you found the game for eighteen dollars on some, you know, derpadoo.com, <laughs> sorry, man. I mean. <laughs> Let me type that in and see if that's real. <laughs> it has to be. Someone's got to have a derpadoo.com. But if they uh, don't, we need it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the, the, this is going. You know, this is going to affect some some honest people. Uh, I feel for them, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, they'll 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 get something figured out. But Zoss has already made their statement as to what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Well, here's. Here's the other uh, important piece of information people should know about this, because um, the chat room is asking, um, who's that? M. M. Plantinga says, so what, what is Zoss going to do for the consumers? They seem to be getting the raw deal here. Uh, certainly, absolutely. Um, they did say that they're not going to delete your character information. They're just disabling the CD key. So essentially, what you're going to have to do if you are affected, you're going to have to buy the game all over again. Yep. I don't think you're going to have to re-download it, um, and your character information will be saved because it's it's pinned to your account, not necessarily the the code uh, itself. Because um, the code is pinned to your account as well. And I'm sure since you had to buy it with a credit card or some other crediting organization, that uh, you'll be able to send them the letter from Zoss saying this was a fraudulent charge to you know that the the person the seller was a fraudulent seller and so they'd be able to credit the account that way by not paying out uh to the seller also from from a um from a legal standpoint uh what i can say is that if there's a lot of people that this affects which it has to be if they're you know publicly announcing it yeah exactly um there you can someone can go out there and um, and and do a class action lawsuit against one or all parties that have that have done this, uh, right. claiming that they're they're selling stolen goods and that you know the damages were you know an incurred extra cost of repurchasing the game, so money lost. Of course, you're going to want to talk to a lawyer about it, but you know I can I can tell you with some confidence that there is some litigious action that can be done in a class action lawsuit. Um, you know, just someone has to, of course, organize it. Right. I mean, I you know, I I feel for for these buyers, but like you know, like I said, like the post says, buyer beware. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a police officer. So I'm you know, I don't know the law as as well as many other people do. But I'm almost positive. And Ivarwin, maybe you can back me up on this. If you purchase a car, or like uh, like Eldorad says in our chat room, if you purchase a TV. And then later, it comes back, or it is discovered that that item, that car, that TV, whatever it is, if it is stolen, and it has been proven to be stolen, even though you legally purchased it, it is no longer your property. Is yeah, that correct? That is absolutely correct, yes. So what we're seeing here, because technically, if you read the terms of service, the licenses that you purchase with these games, they never belong to the consumer. The licenses are always property of the company 100 percent truth yep that's why i mean this is part of the reason why you know personally i always go to to the source itself uh selling you know whatever it is i'm trying to buy um 
you know, I, I'll go to legitimate places. You know, if I'm looking for a console game on for my PS4 or my 360, I'll I'll go to GameStop because I know they're not going to sell me hot merchandise. You know, for you mean you're not going to go to Fifth and uh, Broadway and you know talk to the guy in the trench coat on the corner? Hey man, you want to buy a Rolex? This <laughs> says Rolex. <laughs> I was just watching Hercules this week uh, with my daughter. I love Want to buy a sundial? Buy a sundial. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, you mean you're not going to pick ESO up on the street corner out of the back of somebody's 1970s Crown Vic? Uh, you know what? That kind of that kind of thing might make me feel a little nervous. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, we we gave away a bunch. I think we gave away five five um, five accounts, mm-hmm. five Elder Scrolls Online um, uh, Imperial Edition accounts back when the game first launched. And people were kind of like laughing at me. They're like, you paid $80 for every one of those. You could have gone to Green Man Gaming and spent like 20 And, you know, I kind of felt a little stupid at the at the time. I was like, ah, you know, I didn't know about that. But then I also said to myself, you know what? I mean, I'm sure Green Man Gaming is a, is a great outlet for, for many, many people. But I'd rather just to be on the safe side. I don't want to buy it from them or from eBay or from, you know, from Amazon. I would rather just cut my losses and just Go to the official guys. Go to Zoss. Buy it there, and just be done with it. And, yeah. and Green Man Gaming is an is uh, an official retailer. So good. Yeah. So we're not calling them out, but yeah, you know, it, it's that kind of thing though. That yeah, it's it's on sale for much cheaper than anywhere else, and you have to wonder. And it would have been nice if Zoss had published this list like at launch, you know, showing hey, this is the places to go to look for these these get this game. Yeah, that's you know? that is that is uh, that is true, but you know. If they, I'm sure if they anticipated something like this would happen, uh, they probably would have. They're, they're pretty proactive guys, I guess. All right, yeah. guys. Um, uh, Rob, we'll give you the last word on this, and then we'll uh, kick back over to some gameplay. Well, I mean, I think that this kind of goes without saying, but this sucks, uh, especially for the people that purchased it with their own credit card. They just want to save a couple pennies. So, unfortunately, uh, in the end... Uh, think it's going to be a little bit more of a migraine than you expected so i feel for you um and hopefully uh zoss will be able to get this thing figured out it always seems to be the little guy that gets that gets hit the most with these things it really does you know this this is that sucks it really does all right um mike uh i don't know if you were done with day two in in cyrodiil uh so I was done with day two in Cyrodiil. Um, okay. What else you got? And uh, then we played a little bit more, uh, the three of us, uh, this past week. But I'll let you guys talk about that because I want to talk about um, this quest chain uh, called uh, the Freedom's Chains. And uh, it's a quest line in um, um, Bankerai. And uh, the quest bugged out on me three times. Um, and... Um, what it is is it gives you a lot of those red, uh, you know, make a choice and it's your final choice type of uh, dialogue yeah. options. And uh, every time I tried to help the one guy and save him because he was a brother werewolf, uh, it would bug out on me. And so I was kind of annoyed that uh, in the end I had to kill off a werewolf as a werewolf. Uh, but that was all, you know. I remember that one. Yeah, it was, you know, a neat quest. I mean, you know, the, it's a very good story, very... Um, well, written up until that point where it bugs out when you try and help the werewolf. Did you uh, did you try and see if you could look online on the forums, maybe, and see if there was a workaround? Well, there is a workaround. You have to kill him. 
Okay. And that's the problem. It's like you have to choose the other option. <laughs> so. Solves that problem. <laughs> it's kind of like that Fort, uh, I think Fort Greenwall quest in uh, Reapers that was broken for months. Uh, that really had me going. Yeah, in um in the beginning um the beginning area of AD um Valenwood uh, Ordon, I'm sorry, Ordon. Um there is a a quest there to to save the queen um all the way up in the north. And you got to go around this town. It's all filled with Daedra and you got to close these portals. That quest was bugged oh forever. Forever. And I remember doing it in in early access and thinking like crap, you know this this stinks. And I waited until like the end of the summer. I finally got so aggravated with this damn thing that I I looked online to see if there was a workaround. Certainly there was, which was good. But to this day, I don't know if they were able to fix it. I think you still might have to like log out and log back in or to interact with these portals. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember that. Um. Okay. Anything else, Mike? Well, that's about it for my gameplay. You know, uh, I did get a new book, so next week we will have a book report coming in. Oh. Um, and I just want to say it's awesome to see some of the people in our chat room today because uh, it seems like old times. Like we've got uh, a lot of old, familiar faces that we haven't seen in a while because of the time slot. Yeah. So uh, it's cool to see uh, people like Monavin back in there and God of Radio and uh, Martin in there all interacting like, you know, six months hadn't passed or anything. Yeah. I, I got to say, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I like I said a couple episodes ago or last episode, you know, I it, I don't think this show has been better than it has been. Uh, it's it's just it's phenomenal. Um, but what I don't like about it is the revolving nature of it. But unfortunately, um, because of because of my work and my job, I I don't have really any other time other than a day off of mine, which is on a revolving basis um i don't have the same two days off every single week so you know we we do what we got to do to put out the best quality show and unfortunately if that makes it inconvenient for some people you know we'll come back around but i I definitely feel everyone's pain on this um on the other end of it you know there are people out there that do get a chance eventually to listen to the show live um if we were to just stick to one particular time slot and they couldn't make that yeah so it does so it's really cool to see some people though that you know we haven't seen in a while yeah um, Rob, what what about you? How about how'd you how, what did you do in game this week? All right, um, I kind of had to shelve uh, Skyrim this week um, because uh, I I've been going through a funk the, the past couple weeks, um, and I, I just haven't felt like myself. Uh, long story short, uh, had to had to put a friend down, and uh, I just hadn't been feeling it, but. This week, uh, you know, after getting home from work, I had this renewed energy, uh, by, and I by, jumped uh, in the game. By friend, Rob, you mean you mean one of your pets? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had to put down Billy. Um, yes, yeah, caught him digging through my trash again. No. Uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, ah, that old vagrant walks around with a wine bottle. <laughs> yeah, I was. Just, I, I got tired of him sitting on my on my front porch drinking whiskey. Yeah, no more so. wife. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but uh, yes, uh, you, you are correct. Uh, I had to put down uh, my fourteen, thirteen, fourteen-year-old cat, and uh, I was very sad and yeah. didn't want to play. Uh, and I, I kind of felt like I was forcing myself to play. 
so I, I took a little bit of time off, uh, and uh, I, I got back in the game this week with uh, with a renewed energy like I haven't felt probably since the game launched. Well, nice. welcome back. Uh, so, um, and I think part of it was that uh, with my Nightblade, my Daggerfall Nightblade Karis, um, she had just arrived in Grotwood. <sighs> Grotwood. Yeah. Holy freaking crap, Grotwood. Like... <laughs> ah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me! Man, that's some bullshit. Ah, come on! Rage of the Week! You guys ever heard of Tech and Harness? <laughs> just sounded appropriate. <laughs> I mean, just like... Oh my god, like, I, I, I get in there. And the thing is, I finished Oridon, and I like the way that Oridon ends, and it just has this, you know, th- this feeling of epic, and then I, I always like the whole drinking contest with uh, Gimela. Yeah. So I always like doing that, but knowing that, oh, I have to go to Haven, and Haven's under attack, and then, oh god, like, I just have to go in this big C-shaped map with a giant tree in the middle of it, and you can't freaking get anywhere. I just, I hate that map. Sorry for the whininess, but oh my god. Come on, redesign that map. Yeah. But, you just gotta have a couple paths up the hill. That's the problem. Is You, you yeah. see where you want to go. It, it's yeah. literally an inch away from you, but there's a vertical wall of 90 feet that you can't climb. Yep. Right. So I, I was able to make it through. And uh, since we're doing Dancing with Daggers, uh, be sure to catch 1030 tonight, um, that, you know, the last stream we did, I think I was VR2, uh, Ray was VR1, my, uh, Tim's VR1, uh, and uh, Mark is the only one who is a VR14, or is, he's VR13. But he's, like, higher level than us. So what we're doing is we're trying to kind of power level ourselves, but I'm, I, I, I'm a completionist. I do everything. And that's another reason why Grotwood just sucks. I mean, like, if you just go through and do everything in Grotwood, it's not that bad. But... Grotwood just no, but I was able to just punch through it and finally made it to Green Shade, mm. and we had um, I was talking with Ray last night, and I was like this close to VR four, like this close, and I I didn't want to move on to to Green Shade, so you know what I did? I went and uh, just did some grinding on like the vampires uh, near the uh, the vampire section of uh, of Grotwood and they hit you with a sexual harassment lawsuit yes they did Oof. they did they, they gave can't touch you like first that. yeah they gave me the full body herpes <laughs> but <laughs> no uh, because my character's already a vampire uh, or a werewolf excuse me but uh, I was able to finally hit VR4 last night before I went to bed and um, nice. so so she is now my highest level Daggerfall uh, Rage's Angel, and she is a freaking beast. Oh my god, she's VR4. Nightblades are just sick. I never thought that I would like to play Nightblade, because I like playing casters in a lot of the Elder Scrolls games, because like, I played the Sorcerer for the longest time, and this Nightblade, it just it, it clicked with me. And I'm running... An interesting mix of builds that are a combination of dual wield, two hand, and bow, oh. and it's it really just depends on like what I feel like doing at the time. 
Um, my brother. <laughs> and Nightblades for the win. Nightblades are freaking <laughs> awesome. And and plus, it, it's it's great when you're at like VR4 and you can sneak up behind something and hit them with a wrecking blow. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like 27,000 damage. Yeah. It's, oh my God, it's disgusting. Um, and uh, just before uh, the, the show tonight, uh, I got her outfitted in, uh, in some new gear. Uh, she's wearing uh, two heavy, five medium, and uh, she wrecks some serious face. And this is Karis, right? Yes, this is Karis. I've got Wrecking well, Blow on my main character, my, uh, my Templar. And uh, I, I love that. You know, you just, you just sneak up to, the, to a guy. You've got the two-handed sword like this, and you're sneaking up, and bam! Oh, <laughs> and I it's know. just like dead, instant dead. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's the greatest thing, like walking up behind something. And, you know, you know how they have, like, the, the heavy enemies. Like, the, you, you can tell they're decked out in heavy armor. They got sword and board. They usually don't go down as fast as the casters or, or, the, or the rogues do. But when you sneak up behind them and you hit them with a wrecking blow and they drop like a freaking rock, it's it's just the greatest feeling ever. And Strangely then, rewarding. Oh, yeah, it is. And, now, Rob, you said you're play- she's a werewolf? Yeah, she is a werewolf. She's not okay. a vampire. So have you? So with all of your armors, did you get the set um, uh, Night Silence, I think it is? It's no. one of the early ones. It's the one where if you have five pieces, you sneak at the same speed that the vampire sneaks at. Uh, I was using that for a bit, but I have since traded it in for Hunding's Rage. Um, and the, the reason for that is I don't sneak a whole lot because I actually prefer um, Teleport Strike and uh, the Ambush Morph to, um, what is it, um, Veiled Strike and its morphs. I, I just... I like being able to close that gap very, very closely. Um, it, you, with the weapon damage I've got stacked on it right now, it pretty much one-shots most things, and if it doesn't, then I can usually finish it off with, like, a, um, like a, I don't know, a weaved heavy attack. Um, and it's, it's sick. Like, using that, that tactic allows me to take down uh, about three enemies before they can really get a hit off on me. Wow, it's, really? Oh, it is it is nice. I freaking yeah. And uh, Wicked Wolf is saying in the chat room, hunting ashen mix. That is what I'm using. Five hunting, uh, two or, or uh, three or four, depending on what my uh, my loadout is. Pieces of ashen. Oh my god, <laughs> it is evil. <laughs> wow, sounds pretty freaking badass. But um, yeah, she's having so much fun. Uh, last week we took uh, we went into Craglorn with da- uh, Dancing with Daggers uh, because we were down a Mark, uh, or no, we were down a Tim. Uh, I was going to say if you were down yeah. a Mark, that means we had an Altmer. <laughs> yeah, we'll see tonight. Tonight we're down a Mark. Uh, but you so, knew that in advance, though. Yes, we knew that in advance. So uh. yeah, so the the Altmer clause doesn't apply. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that immediately after this podcast. <laughs> Um, so for the listeners that don't know, if Mark, uh, you know, Mark, uh, you know, pulls a no show, he has to roll an Altmer character. Yep, he has to roll an Altmer. <laughs> so this is uh... poor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> poor Mark. But yeah, oh, oh my god, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, I, I I look forward to uh, you know to the podcast and uh, Dancing with Daggers every week now because it is just so much fun. Uh, Dancing with Daggers is uh, kind of turned into a stream slash uh, radio show uh, just playing music and we just talk about whatever while killing stuff. I love it. 
I love it. What are, you, what are you guys doing tonight? Do you have any idea, or you just kind of figure it out on the fly? Well, uh, I believe that the plan is to attempt some Craglorn. Craglorn. Uh, Craglorn. Uh <laughs> Even though all of us, like, between the, the three of us that'll be there, I'll, I'm going to be the highest level, and I'm VR4, so... Uh, we were sort of able to do it last week, but we will see how well this goes. Uh, either way, we're going to rock out. We're going to play some tunes. Um, and uh, ACDC, about those about to rock. Yeah, ACDC for those about to rock. Which reminds me, I need to add that to the playlist. For those uh, about to rock! Fuck! <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, the uh, Late Night Filthy Casuals on the AD side... What those are some great fun when we get to play the music. So yeah. I can just uh, imagine what kind of fun you guys are having over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're we're trying to keep the music, you know, sort of tame, but but not lame. So uh, hey, that's that's a that's a catch right there. Sort of tame, but not lame. That's right. <laughs> Coming to Dancing with Daggers, where the music is sort of tame, but not lame. <laughs> I don't think that's a good catch. Oh, terrible! Think that one terrible. That's like saying yeah. in the '80s, Buicks. They're boxy, but they're good. <laughs> Chevy Nova. That's right. Te- <laughs> Nova, don't go. <laughs> no go. Uh, <laughs> uh, t- ten internet points for you if you can tell me what movie that came from. Um, any, uh, any- <laughs> anything else, Rob? Nope. That about sums it up. All right. Um, I guess. I guess Liz and I we kind of have the same gameplay for the week, don't we? Pretty much. Well, why don't you lead off, and I'll... Uh, Let me stretch. Stretch, okay. <laughs> I've been hunched over, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wrote this down because somebody asked me in the ESO live chat today to remember this. Uh, do trolls poop? Sure they do. Did anybody hear that? No. Oh, my God. They had like a six-minute video with... Um, Disney man come to life, Lawrence Schick, and uh, somebody else that I'm so <laughs> sorry that I forgot his name. Um, uh, they they were asking the weird questions, the kind of questions that I would ask uh, about lore, like, do trolls poop? And the thing is, is that they got so into this. I mean, they, they were talking about the biology and how it works and, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I had to turn it off before then to go back to work. Damn it! Oh, it was amazing. So yeah, uh, go back and if you can go go and listen I'll to the previous the broadcast of, of it. Absolutely amazing. Well, um, I, I got to agree with the chat room here. They're saying that uh, if trolls eat, mm-hmm. they must poop. Yes, but they drop. What they brought up was that they drop troll fat, and that was that was an indication also that. Well, you know, anyway, if you kill me, you could probably scoop up a certain amount of human fat off me too. <laughs> It doesn't mean I don't poop. <laughs> well, um, well, it comes I, I, down to do they poop like mammals do or do they poop like birds do where it's that highly nitrogenous, nasty, white and gray stuff hmm. that's all over your windshield. Well, you can ask them a question. I don't know what the email is off the top of my head because they flashed it like for two seconds and then they were like, okay, email us. I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, let me write this down. I want some weird questions answered too. Um, but... Yeah, they led off with that one, and I was just like, wow, whoever put that at the front of the episode, because from now on, it's going to be known as the Do Trolls Poop segment of that show. I mean, <laughs> you can't not think of it that way. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, PvP, yeah. yeah. One yeah. night, I said, hey, you guys, I, 
I would like our guild to do stuff. So, you know what? Um, I'm going to go see the Avengers and afterward you guys be here and ready and we'll go wreck face. And that was, <laughs> that was the night that, uh, Mike was like, yeah. And he was ready. He's my number one. He's my number one. Yes. And- I get to be, uh, kept our commander Riker. Yeah, you have to, uh, whenever you sit down, you have to hike your leg up over the back of the chair to sit down. And then you must stand up, you have to tug your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Commander. And then you hit on alien women. Yeah. Commander Riker. Um, oh, I can do that, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, are you going to grow a beard? No, I had a beard a long time ago. Are you going to really? date Deanna Troy? Yeah. What? <laughs> Deanna Troy. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't hear what you had said. Oh, no. As long as she's not uh, with the Romulan makeup there that uh, the most recent episode I saw. Oh she yeah, had, uh, had her face all done up as to be a Romulan spy. I didn't mind her as a, as Rom. Anyway, um, I just <laughs> hated that she's like doing that. That would make <laughs> her look like an orc. <laughs> um, yeah, halfway between an orc and a Dunbar, but it, it, it always bugged me with Troy. Whenever she would do that, unsensing something face, it would always just look like she was just. Uh, <laughs> like she had gas. Like, like, oh my god, the bird coming, you know? <laughs> it's the bird! <laughs> Tasha, don't wear your red shirt this episode. Ah, Tasha, you find that picture now because it's. Uh, anyway. Um, so, a lot of PvP, pretty much nothing else. So much, in fact, that I have lost all. All my soul gems. I had like 147 of them when I started doing this. Oh, I found Damn. And so now soul, I have five. Soul gems. <laughs> now you have five. I have five. Um, I don't like that. I think I owe <laughs> 60. Do what? I think I owe you 60. Uh, well, I, I will res anyone because I know that's something I can do that will help. Even if we get killed right afterward, I still know, hey, I died saving you. So it makes me feel special and warm and fuzzy inside. Well, it does actually. You know, resing yeah. people, it's 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 one thing that's that's, you know, it's a tiny thing, but it can actually mean a lot. Um when you're when you're out there and you you, you know, your your whole group gets stomped. Um if you just res one person and they get it, the idea in their mind that hey, you now that I'm resed, I should try and like run and hide and they start resing people, you know, you just you don't have to res and then go all the way back to uh to the area where everyone died like you can kind of formulate from there like a small group small plan and try and you know employ some guerrilla tactics again and, and get through the uh the objective soul gems how to be a pvp cockroach <laughs> <laughs> just stop them out and they come right back yeah, it's um yeah but i mean i'm getting better at least i know tactics and i'm starting to realize i feel like i said last night i feel like i'm playing chess and i'm like okay they're obviously going for this and they're like i never thought i would be able to figure that out but i can now i don't i don't know what it is maybe it's just the mental state i'm in at the time i don't know but um yeah i'm starting to be like yeah yeah uh now liz you and i were in the last two nights we've been doing a lot of pvp together i know you got the bug mike caught the bug where are you rage um, I'm on the western side of uh, Tamriel. <laughs> well, you know what? You're getting your butt handed to you too because those damn EP. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost going to start a rally. We all EP. We just kill on sight. So, are you saying that we should form Team Green? Te- yes, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah I like Team like Green. Green. Yeah, Team Green. 
No, it's usually Team Purple with the blue and the red. It's always ringing together. No, I, I don't see that. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Everyone's that the last couple of days. I, um, I've seen I've seen the DC hit hit the AD and the EP just as hard, um, and not really like look to ally with anybody. <sighs> well, I like what we were talking about earlier that we should have late night filthy casuals versus dancing with daggers, and now we just need to get a stream up for uh, the EP so that we have somebody to fight. That'd be, that'd so we be have cool. someone to troll. We'll just go in the chat room and we'll all spam our spells all at once, and maybe it'll crash the chat room too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know that's. I don't mean it that mean, you guys. I, you know, it's just it's not faction pride because I don't really care about the AD. I just don't like losing. And I don't, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really don't like. As long is, as we're clear. <laughs> yeah, and what I really, really don't like is having a bunch of groups around me. Uh, hey, let's let's all group up together, and they go like last night. This happened, going for the same building that EP is just respawning and respawning, uh, and they went at this for at least three hours. I just watched them; they were beating their heads up against a wall. Literally. Well, well, let's let's give them the full picture here. All right. Okay. Let's um, <laughs> two nights ago. All right, Liz, Liz, and I we're we're PVPing. We're having a lot of fun, and we watched. The entire match. You may have seen this on on a tweet from at Elder Scrolls OTR. I mean, we held our ground the entire night um, against both the um, the Daggerfall Covenant and the Ebonheart Pact. They were just slamming us from from both sides. And what the AD was trying to do was was trying to cap those those six uh, towers around the the Imperial Tower to get an Emperor. Mm-hmm. It took us all night long. I mean, we were we were getting we were getting the floor wiped with us on like ground combat. But the minute we started like employing some defensive tactics, you know, go inside the keep siege them um, because the AD right now, what I've been seeing the last couple of days is, you know, our ground fighting is really bad. Mm -hmm. However, uh, we do make up for it in the ability to, to defend ourselves in our own castles. Um, Okay. And, and just sort of, and that's what we did that first night was we, we had, we held nickel, which is on the, um, DC side, that, that little outpost there. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the map, the, uh, Ebonheart pack side is, um, it's not nickel. Sejanus. Sejanus. That's it. Yeah. We were holding that. Um, that they, was after I left then because we were struggling to keep St. Janus. Yeah. It was siege going. Left. Because they had a an emperor there who literally would jump off the top and just wipe the floor with everybody, right? And and we, we <laughs> on that side um, on that side was where Liz and I were were fighting. We lost we lost St. Janus. We got pushed back to Alessia, which is the uh, southern um, uh, keep from St. Janus. And we were that's where the fight was for most of the night. And, and it was like we just it was like a wave of red crashing against. Just yellow Net. rocks. <laughs> uh, we we held him back for a good long while and um, kept him at bay most of the night. Then we started we started going up the map and and taking Sejanus and taking you know all of the different keeps. Um, we had one huge group on the DC side. There was another big group on the EP side. And we actually started winning. And by the end of the night, we had, we capped an emperor and that was great. 
But last night was when, <laughs> because we, we had pretty much the entire map flipped, we started the night, they, right, Mike? We started the night, there was barely any any towers that were We owned. only had uh, the two close, well, no, we only had um, the east side, uh, the two, uh, the main castle there on the east side and the one up from it, because we started at Black Boot and set up siege on that one corner, and then um, we got killed off, respawned, and... Um, who was it that uh, was running the the parallel group to us? Was that uh, DVD? It probably was. It yeah, was and really good and fun. They came in and uh, we were able to set up with them and take Black Boot back and then um, come back and do some more uh, work up the map. And we got to St. Janice at that point in time. And that's when I had to log off. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I said, I have to get, I have to log off because I have to go to, to bed to get up for work. And um, you know that's when the Emperor kept jumping out and killing us. Oh, yeah. Now, now, Liz, what time did we log off that night? Four? Four, four five for you. It's four for me. Uh, well, that was last night. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, well, the night before, I think it was around four. Oh, three, it was three for me, so it was four for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, by that time, we were able to, to cap the whole thing. We crowned an emperor. It was great. Um, the next day, starting at like, and I was there for it, uh, starting at like 6 p.m. at night, uh, we started losing everything the uh the night the, and, and we had been like trying to hold our own um against both factions the a d was fighting a uh, a war on on both factions uh front from when I logged in at four thirty up till eight thirty we were we were holding our own and then around seven it started to turn by eight thirty we were getting we were really losing everything that we had gained the evening before. And by the time we logged in, after Liz got out of her uh, movie, pretty much the entire map was red. Gone. Other than a couple keeps right near the wall. Yeah. Now, now, fast forward to what Liz was saying was about uh, there was a huge fight over at this one tower. She was just talking about Alessia. Um, later on in the night, Liz and I were, were grouped up again, and we're, you know, we're, we're running a group, and uh, we're trying to um, do the best we can. And this, this one tower, Alessia... Everyone was fighting over it. The, the DC was, was uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the AD was, was there trying to hold it. The EP was trying to push us. A, a, how long were they fighting for that? Uh, I would say a good three hours. At least. Uh, yeah. And it got very, very frustrating because people were respawning at another keep and then just running back in. And nobody thought to think, uh, nobody thought for one second, hey, this isn't working. We should try something else. Um, they're just Guerrilla warfare. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and, and we were in a group that didn't care about that. And, you know, we, it was just a pickup group, you know. It just got to the point where I was telling the guys in the group, I was saying, guys, all you're doing is feeding these guys alliance points mm-hmm. because we're not, we're not exhibiting any kind of, any kind of structure. You know, you gotta, you gotta meet at a certain point in the map. And when you're dealing with a large group, a well organized group like the Ebonheart Pack group that we were fighting. You got to meet in a, in a, at a portion of the map and then go in together. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to do that. They wanted to spawn at Pharyngeal and then just you know trickle on like a like a like a row of ants into Alessia, and they're just standing there with their friggin' Nordic two-handed weapons, just kicking our butts in our own in our own castle. I'm like, come on, guys, get off our damn lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we do, Liz? Varman was just like, screw this! 
we're making our own groove. And so we did. And, uh, you know, we, we tried setting up the, the whole, you know, auto invite stuff. And of course I spammed the chat with QGN trying to get this thing to work and it, you know, didn't, but so eventually we just said, okay, if you guys want to join us, come in, we're going to do something different. That's exactly how Evarwin said in the chat. Right, in and I was like, chat. Oh God, they think we're going to be like role playing or something. Uh, but you know, we're not doing that. But we decided, hey, we're going to go way around the map, and we're going to cut off their resources because screw these guys. That way they can't respawn. Nobody's willing to help us. So you know what? We went in with like four or five people, and that was it. Yeah, that's all it took. And we – I mean it took a long time to get up to Blue Road Keep because we went like down and around uh, toward Draclo. Yeah, to get or to get to these guys because we knew they were coming. They were all you know respawning and just running in a straight line because they had no opposition past that bridge of, of by Alessia. So we went up there and we took all those 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 resources. And uh, once they realized what we were doing, which took forever for them to realize, yeah, um, then they were like, "Oh, we better go take our stuff back." And they they took us back. It only took us one time of them catching us, and uh, we had we died. And luckily, we had some people very nice that rezzed us. Um, but that first time we learned our lesson, we were like, we're not sticking around. We're getting on our horses and we are running the hell away and not in a logical way, like towards our other members. We're just going to run further into EP territory because they're not going to look for us there. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Yeah. I, and it, it was, it was great too, because we had, we had this small group, like Liz said, you know, we, we, uh, we went way out of our way toward our objective to, to stay like away from the major fight at Alessia. And and we just started we just started taking their resources around their keeps to to um, cut off their ability to respawn quickly, hoping that the huge you know uh, front that we're giving over at Alessia would somehow be able to to push them back and and give them some sort of reprieve. It was it was the only thing we can do. It was a small group. It was late at night. We were trying to figure out some way to be helpful. Feeding these guys AP over at Alessia was not working. <laughs> yeah. So we figured, like Mike said, guerrilla tactics. So we did that over at um, at Blue Road Keep and at Drake Low, and uh, it worked amazingly well. It really yeah, and did. then afterward, when they when when other people in Zone Check looked up and they were like, "Hey, hey, cool, who cut off the resources?" We were like, "What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up now? You are welcome." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who thought to do that? Oh, well. I, I was telling the group we were in, hey, let's let's do this. No one wanted to listen. So I said, all right, let's just do it ourselves. It was nice. And we met some nice people. Yeah, we did. We we did. I people. really liked the group we were in. And even though you know, they were scared, they were saying, you know, I don't do this very often, you know, I'm, or I'm brand new to PvP. We were like, we don't care. Because guess what? All we needed to do was tell them to get that sniper up top at the resources and then, you know, grab the guys in the middle. And that's basically it. And then run away. <laughs> chat room saying uh well all the cool kids are in the ebonheart pact and oh well, yeah that might be true maybe all the really awesome pvp guilds are are in the ebonheart pact um we've got we've got some pretty awesome guilds too so does the dc i could say that for sure um but you know it doesn't matter how how awesome you are um if you're if your resources are cut off and you can't you know get to where you want to be awesome quickly uh, that's that's an advantage for the other side that you're spreading your awesome all over. So it's at least getting helping our our faction to get 
even to the keep that they were defending because they were getting to like the farm or the lumber mill or whatever it was yeah. and then just dying and because they they were organized they know what they're doing they will snipe you they and you will get you, you you couldn't catch us either we had we had maybe like eight people in the group and we would once their backs were turned we'd hit their farm and then scatter like like cockroaches in the light and then yeah i was that one day was funny it's like i was halfway to the next resource and people are still standing around. I'm like, what the heck are you guys doing? Get out of there. Go. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't think we even turned the one fort. It was, it was still ticking away. And we're just running and like left one guy at the, the flag. Because if they came and killed him, well, at least we could come back and res him. Right. Yeah. So at least one person we like to keep alive um, for that purpose. Yeah. And somebody had told us about how the experience, the AP points tick. You have to wait at the at the. Oh, what is it? Whatever resource you're taking at the flag, you have to wait until at least on my combat cloud, it'll say like, you know, AP points. You get so many for this. Right. Um, but if Arwen was was scared, he was like, we got to go. Yeah, because we had an objective. You know, I, yeah. a- AP points are great, but I'm not a PVP -er. I'm I'm there. You know, I'm having fun at the moment and uh, I've got an objective and that's and that's to help out my faction. So I really don't care about the the alliance points, to be honest. I can understand why you know you you absolutely should care about the alliance points. Like I, I'm just weird. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but it, it was great because you know we weren't angry with anybody that wanted to stay for it. No. But you know, it, you're Varn's a very good leader. I, I any time that he disconnects and I get made leader, I'm like, no, it's going right back to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he he will lead and he makes decisions. And the best thing about the uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Liz, uh, Liz, Liz uh, just cut out. Oh, Your no. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best thing about what, Liz? The best thing about the past few nights is that we've been leading the groups, so we can say, okay, we just make a decision and go. If you make a decision and do it, then it's way more fun than waiting around for people to talk about what needs to be done. Uh that is yeah. something, if you join us in, in that group, you'll just notice, even though it may not be the best decision, we're just going to make a decision and go. Yeah. And usually yeah. I'm halfway to the decision I've made, and everybody's like, where are you going, Mike? I'm like, this yeah. is where we're going. Get yeah. your butt here. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, that rally point thing is great on your map, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, I love using the rally point thing. Um, the great thing about that little plan is is you actually use um, these, these you know, wh whoever they are, and they and they exist on every faction. You can, you can probably name them, whoever they are. By the way, play on Hatteras. Um, <laughs> the, the big, like PVP guilds, like the really obnoxious ones that doesn't matter what faction you're on. It's just, everyone hates them. Yeah. They do exist. There's not many, but they do exist. You use their arrogance against themselves because they don't want to No, none of those guys want to want to form a large group and stay in their territory and make sure that their keeps are held and that their resources are held. None of them want to do that. What they want to do is they want to be the heroes. They want to go out there and they want to be the ones that say, we took this one and we took that one and we, we took those guild traders uh, that exist in those locations and you could see our guild everywhere. That's all well and good. But if you've got a small group out there that are looking to take those resources around the area, it, it definitely helps to to slow those folks down. Um, and, and they don't think about, you know, let's go back and, and take those resources. So we use their arrogance against them. <laughs> well, one of the things is also is that if they see that going on and they got they have good leadership, then they'll probably tell you, hey, all pugs, why don't you go do that instead of being with us and you, and you can't really play with us? Why don't you why don't the pugs go do that? 
That's that I mean, kind of means one of the pickup groups sad. I was was pretty cool. That uh, they said, okay, everybody A through K, your on the name of your character. This is the objective for you guys, and everybody L through Z. This is the objective for you guys. So I that like we had, that. So that we could actually split this very large group into two strike forces. That's awesome. To take two resources at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and it really screwed up what was going on with EP because they didn't know where to go. Because the first, they're like, you know, as soon as it's flagged, then start attacking the next one. That's and, uh, cool. I like so, that. So, you know, they used a draw and, uh, and kill tactic, which was really a cool thing. Uh. All right, guys. Um, well, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, I, I hit... I hit VR 13, and the reason Woo! why I'm, I'm bringing that up is because um, uh, a guildmate of ours, Nerciest, he made uh, he was very generous. He made some um, some some tanking gear uh, for me, and uh, for for uh, VR 13, and I was able to uh, finally put that on um, put that on today. It's uh, it's a full set of Footman's gear. So huge thanks to Nerciest. I know he's in the chat room. Um, thank you so much. I've actually I'm wearing it right now and uh, it looks great and it's fantastic so so pretty awesome thank you man thank you so much. Oh, that's um, a very dark uh, gear if you're wearing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I liked I liked it because um, even though it it, uh, it I get the footman's gear with my um, curious of Doctor Who T-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> I got the TARDIS on and it's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, awesome gameplay section. Uh, we've got so much more in the show ready to go in our uh, in our discussion right now. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Well, uh, we've got a video for you. Um, called the elder scrolls with friends um rob would you mind uh would you mind leading into this please okay so on morndas um i can't remember what may but may 18th is uh continuing your experience whoops (laughs) what'd you do oh my i was interrupted by the video (laughs) Continuing their push to introduce ESO's features to console players, Zoss released a video detailing what kinds of activities in the game players can enjoy together. Today, we'll show the video and then talk about some quick discussion points. That's right. So, as uh, as they like to say over at uh, at Bush's, um, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. Tamriel is a living, persistent world populated with hundreds of memorable stories and characters. But the most unforgettable experiences are not scripted. They're shaped by your experience playing with others. The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited is a multiplayer role-playing game that offers players many ways to interact with friends both old and new. The world is embroiled in a bitter war of alliances. Three factions vie for domination over all of Tamriel. Where you place your allegiance is of the utmost importance. Whichever faction you enter, war is inevitable. Take part in massive battles alongside hundreds of other players in Cyrodiil. 
Build siege weapons like trebuchets to level enemy keeps. Or defend your faction's strongholds from other alliances. Work cooperatively with your alliance to claim the victory which is rightfully yours. Venture into shared public dungeons where you will be joined by other adventurers who will fight by your side. Take on epic world challenges such as dark anchors and massive bosses that are best tackled with a group. You'll also have the opportunity to join up to five guilds or create one yourself and recruit other players to join you on your adventures. Communicate using built-in voice chat that makes it simple coordinating with other players. Chat with others to plot your next alliance battle, initiate trades of crafted goods, or just keep in touch. Assemble a team of four to explore vast dungeons scattered throughout the lands. Venture deep within to learn the secrets of Tamriel and discover untold riches. No matter the level disparity between you and your groupmates, content will scale to your party. When your character reaches level 50, you attain veteran status. Veterans can test their skills on even more difficult challenges, such as the high-level Adventure Zone Craglorn or the exciting Dragonstar Arena. For an even bigger challenge, join a team of 12 to engage in Trials Mode, where your group will face waves of enemies and colossal bosses competing for loot in leaderboard ranks. The multiplayer aspects of the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited create a deeper, more fulfilling experience for every player in Tamriel. The bonds forged in-game build true camaraderie. Tamriel Unlimited boasts a vibrant, active community that is the heart and soul of the online experience. So grab a friend or hail a passing stranger in town and let the adventure begin. Ah, very nice. Available June 9th on PS4, Xbox One. Very cool. Alright guys, so um, like, like we did uh, last week, I wanna, I wanna sort of ask ourselves, you know, what, what we thought about, um, what we thought about this video. Uh, is it accurate? Do we think console players are going to look to group up? Um, go ahead, Rob. What do you think? Ugh, gosh. I mean, it's, it, it, it's kind of hard to, to gauge. Um. I think, I mean, I, I like the fact that they have the voice chat. Um, I think that that, uh, it, it really is hard to hard to say because I, speaking from you know, non-experience here, I've never played uh, an MMO on a console, uh, but I don't think. I don't think that there's going to be uh, as much grouping up as there is in the PC version. That's just my opinion. Well, um, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that, um, and I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit later. But uh, do you think, do you think, um, do you think the, do you think it was accurate in its description of um, both PvP and PVE grouped content? Well, I mean, for you know, for, for what they showed, it, it was fairly accurate. Um, 
at one point I kind of snickered to myself when I saw somebody playing in first person PvP. Uh, <laughs> but What's wrong with that? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, the only time I see my set, my character is when I'm riding the horse. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, you know, I, I I think it was fairly accurate. Uh, I think it was uh, a lot of the gameplay that they showed with this seemed less scripted as la- uh, as the previous video. Yeah. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah. It was a much better experience for what the people are going to get. What do you think, Mike? Was it was it accurate, and do you think people on console will, will actively look to group up? So, we'll start with the accurate one. Um, that one, This video is way more accurate as to what the players are going to see in-game uh, than the last one, which... I mean, it didn't have strange camera angles like flying in, you know, above the cities or anything. You know, a lot of it was first-person shot, uh, oftentimes with the person that was taking the pictures out of combat. Uh, so that was really cool. And some of the stuff that they showed, like the angle that they came in at the trebuchet, is something you can actually see. Um, so that was really cool. As to them grouping up, I think they're actually going to group up a lot more than we expect because the... Um, uh, the the voice system there that they're talking about is going to have a lot of more a lot more functionality than just being you log in and you're hearing everybody. Uh, they were talking about having multiple rooms uh, available yeah. that when you group with people, your your group will have its own separate comms. Um, I can't remember which episode of um, the ESO Live they were talking about that, but they you know they've gone to great lengths with this voice system for the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 to to really keep it so that uh, you'll want to use the voice chat. Uh, Liz, what about you? Uh, accurate, and do you think... Um, and you could also pass on the second question, but uh, do you think uh, console players would be uh, highly interested in grouping up? Um, I Well, of course, you know, technically, uh, all of they're telling the truth, but... Talking to some of my co-hosts on another show, they they flat out asked me, "Hey, is uh, ESO going?" Now these are console play. I mean, they they don't play MMOs. These are going to be a lot of people that are curious about this game. But they said, "Is it like Skyrim? Really? I mean, does it have like the same thing?" And I had to answer no. And so then they said, "Well, you know what? That that's all. I'm not going to buy it because they're not going to do it. They don't. A lot of people don't want this group content." And they they want a more Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind-ish experience. So um, I actually don't think people are going to be grouping up as much. And I'm I'm I would like to see this this chat system in in place before, or at least I'd like to see it in action before I would make any kind of assumptions on anybody really wanting to use it. Um, yeah. That'll... Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I got to say this, this was highly accurate. What I, I really can't argue with anything that I saw at all whatsoever. Um, yeah, of course it was a little over dramatized, but you know, you need to do that to create a little hype. And that's what this is for. It's to advertise. And well, um, also that guy sounds like he's, t- I figured it out after the last video. This guy sounds like he's one of the documentarians that you see while you're waiting for a ride at Disney World. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. <laughs> In a world populated like he's, by Daedra. <laughs> like the Epcot Center guy. You know, like he's he's giving you like in the 1940s people. You know, that's what it was like. <laughs> this Dumbo ride was constructed here in California on a plot that's of what I'm talking about. once grown potatoes. <laughs> I, it, it's so weird. It's, I don't, it's very, I don't know. 
Uh, I like it. I I, I like his. Uh, I like the voice actor. It's. Uh, I think he's got talent. Well, he does have talent. It, it, sure. I don't know. Um, I would say it's extremely accurate. Like I said, I can't argue with anything uh, that that it's uh, it's telling it's telling console players because that's really what this gear towards. Um, you know, PC Mac folk, we know everything about what they're saying because we've been playing it for over a year. Um, so I, I think it's extremely accurate. Uh, however. Will console players naturally be interested in grouping up and engaging in this in some of this stuff? You know what? I, I pause. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I've played several MMOs on the console. Um, DC Universe Online is, is actually one that I, I do tend to play with every now and again on my PS4. Um, also, Final Fantasy XIV, um, which is... Um, Highly group based, that game, um, at the end game. Highly group based. I don't see grouping up going on in any of these games. What I see are small, small guilds that know they're playing an MMO on a console and they group up and that's that's their thing. Um, I don't see a lot of you know uh, I'm running around and hey man I need help with this quest would you mind? Uh, I don't see any of that in any of these console MMOs. And I think, um, I think that's just that might that might follow suit in this game as well. You know, I, I just don't. Uh, I'd be really surprised if I saw the same kind of like actively grouping uh, situations going on that I see in in MMOs on the PC. I'd be very surprised if if uh, that were my same experience on the PS4 with um, with Elder Scrolls Online. So hopefully, you know, that happens because the grouping content is wonderful in this game. Um, but like I said, I, I'm, 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 I, I give pause into thinking that it'd be just as active. Yeah, I expect to see two things in abundance when this comes out. An increase in Cyrodiil teabagging and your mama jokes. When, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, a la first-person shooters. Uh... Yeah, the thing is... I, I want to see this chat thing in, in action because I, as a female player, if I'm playing with people like that, I don't want to talk because I don't want them to know, if, even though I've gotten Mr. Slobell, you know, and you know, some people will know me, but, you know, and there are a lot of guys that play as girls. So, you know, I could just, you know, be silent and I'm not going to get crap tards, you know, yelling at me, show us your boobs. You know, that's something I <laughs> don't want. It's going to, ha- it happens. I get messages God. every once in a while on Twitter like that. And it sucks, and I would not like my game to be ruined by that. I would like to be able to hear, you know, I can mute the guy. I understand that, but I don't want to hear it in the first place. And also, Lindsman in the chat room, he was talking, or he, she was talking about uh, the, you know, the experiences of chatting with other people. And she was like, yeah, or he, she was like, yeah, experiences like being yelled at when you're slow healing. Feeling yelled at when you res your DPS. Being yelled at when you place your siege machines. I thought, yeah, that's all it's going to be. Uh, we've got the chat room saying, Final Fantasy fourteen has terrible PvP community, and that's why they don't group up. ESO PvP is amazing, and you will be surprised as to how hardcore console gamers are. And that's that's the kind... That's, you know, they're, they're 100% right when, you know, this person in our chat room is saying that. Um, they... You know, Final Fantasy fourteen PvP is it's it is not where this game is at all whatsoever. Uh, it's two totally different beasts. 
Um, PvP in this game is, is, is amazing, and it's the only PvP I've ever really been interested in, to be honest with you. Um, and I think if, if grouping is going to happen a lot in Elder Scrolls Online on consoles, I think it's going to happen there. Um, I think, uh, like I said before, though, I'm, I'm going to be very surprised, um, and I don't expect my experience on the PC is going to be the same as on the console. I think my um, my experience on the PlayStation 4 playing this game is going to be singular. I really believe that. Do you think you're even going to have, like, the different... T- you, do you think you're going to have, like, a soul tank or a soul healer in that game? Or do you think people are just going to run around DPSing? I mean, I know there are the, the very, very dedicated good players. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about... G- the general... In gen- yeah, in ge- generally speaking, I think the, um, there's going to be a lot of DPS going around because... You know that's what they're used to from from Elder Scrolls games, and um, it is fun. I mean, you want yeah. to do a lot of damage. It is a lot of fun. But <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so on to the uh, let's see, what else do we have? We've got uh, dead is dead. Dead is dead. Dead is dead. Playstyle in the Elder Scrolls games is that for you? So on the official Elder Scrolls f- f- uh, Skyrim forums. There's been a massive thread going since November 10th, 2011, called Skyrim. Dead is dead. Now, these forum users play Skyrim with new characters, and when they die, character gets deleted, only allowing for their one life. Afterward, they post a memoriam on this thread and explain how they died and start all over again. Uh, Death from glitches doesn't count, and difficulty doesn't matter either so if you're playing legendary and you die they don't uh, give you any concessions uh, if you're playing lower difficulties so i guess my question is is you know uh, as a matter of like a talking point would would anyone here actually do this and post on the thread like i'm actually intrigued by this i think this is kind of cool what do you think rob well as a person who has deleted a character solely because it died um <laughs> um, I, I actually think this uh, this type of gameplay is uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, basically, what they're trying to do, at least what it sounds like to me, is this sounds like hardcore mode in Diablo, um, only done with the Elder Scrolls games. And I never would have thought of this. I think it's brilliant. I might do it this week. Hell, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of this plan. <laughs> um. I like it. I, I think it's a way of adding, uh, as they're saying in the chat room, um, a Diablo-esque hardcore mode to uh, to Elder Scrolls. Um, certainly, there's many mods out there that can that can add a uh, an element of realism, large element. Um, but this is this is kind of different, and I, I really like the the fact that there's a community out there that's like, ah, oh, my 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 hardcore in quotes character died. And, you know, in memoriam for, you know, uh, shakes his butt a lot, the Bosmer. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, what about you? Do you think you'd be interested in this sort of thing? Um, so I was following a guy uh, who was doing this, and he had planned out the whole family. And when one person died, like, you know, he would take over, like, you know, the daughter or the son or the whatever the case might be. And he would play um, a whole, like, series and uh, had told the whole story of this family of Nords in Skyrim and the... You know their tragic demise, and it was really a cool like story to to read through. Because uh, each time he would play, he'd start you know this is you know such and such knee bender or something you know, and you know he uh, is the father and he'd make an old looking character and you know, 
He's a legendary Finally, hunter. Use the old looking character stats on the. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so you know he'd play, and then the guy would die to wolves or something while out hunting, and then you know start up with the daughter character, and so it was a really cool thing. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to do it though. I'm the kind of role player who, you know, says, "Okay, this guy is going to be the thief, or this guy is going to be the assassin, or this guy is going to be the warrior," and play like a whole storyline, and so. To, you know, go through all the buildup of making the character and, you know, getting out of the first uh, dungeon there and dying would really, you know, tick me the heck off. Yeah, I I think uh, that would... I'm just thinking about if I got a character to, like, up to 40 and I made some stupid <laughs> mistake, like I normally do. Like, I'm walking around on, like, a land bridge or something. I'm like, oh, I went off to the right too much. Ah! And I'm dead. And the cat I, jumped into your lap or something. Right. Yeah. I freaked out or something, you know, and, and died. Well, I'll tell you this, though. It would really uh, raise the viewership as they are doing the Avarwin death drinking game. <laughs> because it would be constantly, they're like, if he dies, he has to get rid of his Avarwin character and make a new one. <laughs> and it makes another one with a mullet. With a mullet. Uh, Liz, thanks, Liz. <laughs> Liz, what about you? Dead is dead. Is that for you? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Shocking yeah, answer. It's 10 hours making a character. Yeah. I mean... Technically, if I wanted to make the same character, because I, I, you know, I'd perfect the character over time, but I like to make the same looking character, and I would actually have to take screenshots of where my settings were first of all. Second of all, oh well, if it's Skyrim, you wouldn't have to. You could just start from that one spot. But no, I would not want to go through the beginning of this game over and over and over. No, no. Yeah. Especially on higher difficulty settings, like you know, that's what's going to happen. I mean. I, I'd probably get really far with like the easier levels very much so, but you know, I, I, I don't pay attention and it would just, you know, I would accidentally die and then I would lie about it and I'd be like, no, that was a glitch. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. <laughs> I would totally lie about it. All right, guys, crafting table right now. Ow, son of a bitch. Votons improved locations by. You guessed it, Voton. Uh, this is found on ESOUI. This is a uh, an add-on for the Elder Scrolls Online. Voton's improved locations. Uh, this add-on improves the locations tab of the world map window. It adds a most recent used list to the top. Your currently last visited locations are the top five. Uh, similar to fast faster travel because it's an obvious useful feature. Uh, locations are grouped by alliance, and your character's alliance will be the first. It is better that way? Or does it turn out that it's as good as it was? Well, try it yourself is, is what Voton is, is telling you here. Um, we're going to cut over to an image of this. Is, uh, Liz, I think you said you were using this? I did. I installed this because it bugs the crap out of me that I don't know which faction is where. I don't understand why. It's just an alphabetical list normally. Now, this is not also to be confused with the locations add-on that, that will tell you, like, where vampire bites can go on or where, you know, where different things are or points of interest. This is literally the list that you get on the tab. So it will separate it by faction, which is the greatest thing. Ah! Why didn't they do this? <clears throat> I might actually get this because I always run into that. Is like Stormhaven, Stonefalls, Shadow, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, okay, you know, I haven't been to one of these in a while, and I know I need to go to the to to Wayrest. Which one is Wayrest in? 
Mm-hmm. It begins with an S. And the, the, there's three. There are three areas that start with G, and I can't remember which one's which. Can't do it. Green shade, <laughs> Grotwood, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Get the it. Number. Yeah. Uh, the next one we have is a mod actually found uh, on Oblivion Nexus. So it's a, it's an Oblivion mod, and it's called Jungle for Everyone <laughs> by Betty. Betty. Huh. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> simple mod that turns all of Cyrodiil into the much more lore-friendly jungle everyone was expecting when Oblivion launched. The author insists you will not need any other mods to achieve the effects seen on their photos. Here's what Betty has to say about Jungle for Everyone. Here she says this. uh, My jungle of Tamriel will overwrite nothing. Everyone can use it without any worries. All you need to do to see all of Tamriel as a jungle is to activate the ESP file and deactivate the ESP file, and you'll see your current setup again. Uh, this ESP should be loaded as low as your load order as possible. Uh, i got a couple of pictures here for you, just to give you an idea of what this uh, is going to look like. Pretty smexy. Hey, it's Grotwood. Yeah, actually, it does look a lot like that. It looks like Grotwood. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Grotwood. there's uh there's one right there it's it's uh quite quite lovely um here is another it's pretty uh pretty awesome you can see uh, you've got uh ferns there and uh palm trees pretty pretty awesome stuff um so so that is that is that um Jungle for Everyone by Betty, and that was found on the Oblivion Nexus. All right, guys. Uh, Tamriel's rumors. As soon as I can find the uh, the bumper for that. <laughs> ah, here we are. Oh my God, Becky! Did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever. And Mike, uh, would you mind bringing us into this discussion topic? Okay. Scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> Where did it go? There it is. I keep scrolling past it. On Saturday, May 16th, a fan and Twitter follower of ESO asked at TES Online, are there houses... Are there houses we get to build and guild halls we get to build? I'm getting ESO for Xbox One. And the folks at Zenimax at Zoss wasted no time on this and stated, while there is currently no player housing, we want to do it in the near future. That said, we don't have a time frame to share. So, on Twitter, possibly housing? Possibly guild halls? Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so, so real quick, um, this is definitely a, a cool thing to, uh, to to have them say. It's not the first time we've heard something like this, but I think what's key here is is they said that um, currently there's no there's no player housing. Uh, we want to do it in the future, but we don't have a time frame to share. So it's almost like they're kind of like implicit, and this is why it's in the rumor section, guys. 
it's kind of like they're implicitly saying or they're implying we're working on it, but we have no no time for uh, we don't have a time frame to give you. Um, so it's it's definitely like they're the way they worded it kind of implies that they are actually working on it. Um, what do you guys think? Do you, do you get that out of out of this this uh, answer? What do you think, Rob? No, no, no. What 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 this tells me is uh, this is the politician's answer for it is in the lower left corner on a whiteboard in Paul Sage's office that has to do list written above it, um, and it's kind of been you know scratched out a little bit from him getting up and uh, you know his clothes rubbing up against it. So it's been sitting there for a while. They just haven't really gotten to it. Uh, that's that's kind of how I took this. I mean, I, I could say, yeah, I it, it's part of my plans to build my own boat one day. Um, does that mean I've started? <laughs> I disagree. I, I completely disagree. This is a different set of wording that they use, and this is for someone who really looks at wording because I want to find the loopholes. Um, this is a different way of wording this that I, maybe somebody else wrote it. That that could just be it, but. I, I think they're looking at it more now because they're um, they have to be finished with console right now because it's going to ship in less than two weeks I think yeah June 9th yeah so I, they're looking at other stuff yeah yep um Mike do you think what do you think you think they're actually working on this sucker you know one of the things that I've noticed in recent weeks is the the tone of the tweets has changed and I'm wondering if whoever was in charge of tweets has been reassigned. Because it seems like they're a lot more leaky in terms of... Mm-hmm. the. It's not the double talk that we were used to getting for quite a while. Um, so it, it seems like um, you know somebody knows something's going on and doesn't know how to really say it in a way that doesn't give away too much. Hmm. Twitter noob. I would, uh, I would say that to me, uh, like I said, uh, to me it sounds like they're implying we are working on it, but you know, obviously we don't have uh, we don't have we don't have a time to give you. But uh, it, to me, it implies that they're they're working on it. Um, what do you want if they're if they're going to do player housing in this game, Rob? What do you want to see come out of player housing? Okay, there might be some people that disagree with me on this, but whatever. Um, I want to see. The, the fact that there is like House 7 in uh, Davin's Watch or Wayrest that you can buy and go in and get your own little private instance where you can hang all your little treasures and trophies and all that other stuff. That's what I want to see. What I don't want to see is Elder Scrolls Online's version of Star Wars Galaxies because then what we're going to have is player housing all over the freaking place or it is one large city. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be one large freaking city. Um, so I don't think that that's what's going to happen. As much as I, I know, as much as people would like to see that happen, they want to build a house right next to that pretty waterfall outside of Daggerfall. No, sorry, pal, ain't happening. Do you think it would be more like a dimension? I w- that's how I picture it. That that is what I would like to see. I would like to see it something along the lines of like a dimension from Rift. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, with with dimensions, you could kind of go in and out of that whenever you wanted. Whereas with ESO, I would, you know, at least like to see that you have to go to your house physically. You have to go home. 
Oh, no. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, although with the game, the way the game is built right now, I, I wonder how they would uh, add an area or put an area or, or de- uh, designate an area um, where you can physically go to a house. Um, if they if they put uh, player and guild housing into into this game, um, I sort of feel it's like it's going to hit one of two ways. Um, we're either going to see what we see in Skyrim, which is you know there's the house in X city. Everybody is, owns Breeze Home, right? It's purchasable. You go in there, that's your house, and then you could just decorate the inside however way you like because it sort of phases you into you know your version of that. Um, or something that that um, I've seen in uh, in um, Final Fantasy Seven, uh, Final Fantasy Eleven online, which is they they add in in every major city a residential quarter, and what you do is you you run into this area and it's just a corridor that that goes down. You see houses out in the distance and you just phase out, and you pop up into your house. I could see one of those two things happening in this game. Uh, Mike, what about you? So I'd like to see instance housing, but um, what I, I'm, I'm torn on two different aspects. One being that uh, there's a lot of places in the cities already that have locked doors that uh, have those chains across them. So, you know, you could put them in any of those. The other being that you would have like a corridor with like 10 houses on it. And as soon as you cross a gate threshold, to your house, you'd be phased in, or a gate threshold, you'd be phased into that person's house. And so you'd be able to decorate the outside. And then when you go through the door, you'd be phased into the house. So you'd only be able to access your house or invite it into somebody else's house. Uh, but you'd be able to go and look and see what's on the outside of everybody's house in that phased area there. And whichever, you know, phase that you're in. Uh, we'll give the last word to Liz. It would be a great opportunity for them to sell a bunch of crap because I know the people that don't uh, that don't want to make their own houses are gonna. Eh, but what's gonna happen? People are gonna make their own houses and then they're gonna wanna, gonna want to buy stuff for their houses. Um, that's that, that's what it. Armor and to. weapons racks. Armor and weapons racks, but they're but that could be purchasable, purchasable or you know upgrades of any kind, any kind of decorations. And of course, you're gonna walk that line of people going overboard, and you know, yeah. But anyway, I, I I don't care. I think it's fine. So freeze up some space in my bank. I don't care. Thank <laughs> and you. I'd really love to see group house like um, guild housing, where you know ESOTR, Akatosh, Stendar, Meridia would ha- be able to have their house in their assigned campaign, and you know all of our members would be able to just hang out in there. Mm. Yeah, people that aren't in the guild couldn't go in, so you could just hang out. Yeah, but, like I'd love that. That'd just, be, you know, large, you know, like to have one of the guild halls like you'd have for the Fighters Guild or the Mages Guild type of thing on the inside. Be able to put trophies like, you know, if we've if guild members have so many guild members have completed our theory and archives, maybe you'd be able to have like some type of wall mount. You know, if you, anybody had been crowned emperor, you'd be able to have a banner hanging from it. Yep. But then you'd want something where you can show off what you've got. So you've got to have the, uh, the visit somebody else's house kind of thing, you know. Uh, you get an invite. Type. You can you have some type of like invite house type of thing. It'd be a lot better than that stupid helm and shoulder trophy thing they got going right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, guild updates. 
plus plus uh, this week at Tamriella Holidays and your YouTube comments and emails all in our listener section. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. <laughs> Mike, if you're, podcast listener, if you're watching, if you're not, if you're listening to the show, you're not watching. He, Mike's got this this little plush shark that he likes to <laughs> put put the mouth like up against the camera. This way, it looks like it's eating you. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> so first, all you see is the fin. Yeah, as you know, at the bottom of my screen, the fin goes across. And it goes back and forth a couple times, and then ah, gotcha. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> ah, it's a good gag. Uh, Rob, what's going on in the guilds this uh, this week? Anything? Uh, not a whole lot of news, uh, but according to uh, the guild leader of ESOTR, Akatosh, uh, keep a keep an eye on ESOTR guilds. So they've been posting uh, spare of the moment PvP. You mean spurt of the moment PvP uh, events? I don't know. I, that. I, I write it. <laughs> uh, number oh, one writes my it. number one. Number one. I got you. All back. right. <laughs> Uh, usually three to five hours pre-notice, so keep an eye on uh, on that Twitter. Um, so uh, might as well uh, pitch that. You can follow uh, the Elder Scrolls Off the Record Guild Twitter at ESOTR Guilds uh, on Twitter. And uh, any event that, that any of the guilds are going to be running, we'll usually tweet that out. Uh, plenty of notice. Uh, as of right now. The uh, Evanheart Pact Guild, Meridia, and the uh, Daggerfall Covenant Pact, Stendar. We don't have anything on the radar as of yet. I um, think, you know, everybody has kind of really been doing their own thing for a little bit, but we're going to be starting some stuff up real soon. I've got, I've got my, uh, my brains going here for that. Um, plus, I know that Nervar Telvani, the guild leader of Meridia, uh, he's always throwing stuff together. Uh, so if you are a fan of the Evanheart Pact... They got plenty of uh, guild, uh, guild events going on. You know uh, how hard it was for me not when you said Ebonheart Pack not to be like Bleh! right then. <laughs> That's what PvP has done to me. That's do you sad. know how? Do you know how hard it is for me to pretend to care? <laughs> that was Bam. harsh. Bam! That was Boom. Mormon last night when he called me ugly. Huh? Uh, well, let's remember where that started, okay? <laughs> I don't yeah, of course you don't remember about your that. Yeah. PvP speak. But yes, if you would like to join any of our guilds, uh, you can go to the Quest Gaming Network forums, and uh, there is a list of contacts under the ES, uh, the QGN for, uh, guild forums, a uh, list of contacts that you can uh, get in touch with if you would like to join any of these guilds. So we've got a guild for each faction. Mike, this week in Tamrielic Holidays. This week, the second seed, the 20th, the Fire Festival. The Fire Festival in Northmore is one of the most attended celebrations in High Rock. It began as a pompous display of magic and military strength in ancient days, but has become quite a festival. And Liz, what kind of comments did we get on episode 150? 150 YouTube comments we got from Fearsome Pigeon. Great show, guys, and congrats on 150. I think this group is really starting to gel. And from Sphinx7410, 
Uh, a great show. I do believe ES, I do believe ESO should allow a level one character to as- access all areas of Tamriel from the start. The respawning of enemies killed just two minutes before in a quest is ridiculous. There are going to be a lot of casual players going to be disappointed on how difficult it is to get half decent armor and access to other areas all they want when all they want to do is to explore. To me, it's sadly missing a lot of features worthy of an Elder Scrolls title. And from Nathan Stoddard, Adventure Time for the win! Oh, oh, hey, Sphinx, uh, you know what? You're calling out some things that I completely agree with. Um, those that, you know, it's not a perfect game. It never will be a perfect game. No game is. Uh, however, I will say that, uh, you know, those are things that I, I completely agree with. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of reasons as to why those, those exist. Um, you know? It's just, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's, it's a great game. Elder Scrolls Online is a great game. Don't let these things kind of, uh, you know, dissuade you from, from playing it. I don't allow it to dis- dissuade me from playing it, but I do agree with you on every one of those points. I think the, for most people coming to it from Skyrim or Oblivion is the respawning of enemies. That is, is the most jarring of all of them. Because the access to any area at level one, I mean, you're going to come out in an area and you're, it's just like Skyrim. You're going to start wandering in one direction. The map is so huge that you, you won't have left Oradon or, you know, um, Stone Falls or uh, Glenumbra, you know, for a while. Uh, but it's that you've killed somebody and you've got to backtrack through a dungeon. And you're like, oh, crap, i got to kill these guys again. Yeah, exactly. Dead it's, is dead. And that's a, that's an MMO thing. You know, that's that's part of the reason, you know, you're not playing by yourself. Everyone's got to have access to that that uh, XP. So that's that's the reason for that. But I just wish the spawn timers were a little slower on some of the trash. Yeah, they're yeah. really fast. All right. Uh, we've got some emails from uh, from some of our listeners. This one comes from Terquill says, greetings. I was going back and listening to part classic Elder Scrolls episodes, and you talked about a balance between exploration, freedom, and story. I was inspired to share a recent experience I had in Skyrim while doing the pick a direction and go thing. After following the river a ways, I came across a cabin and decided to pilfer their cabbage. While looking for the valuable cabbage, I came across a well-hidden button on the wall. And of course... I pressed it. The shelf next it's to me. Armageddon. <laughs> the shelf next to me swung out, revealing a narrow passageway. And I smiled really big to see all of these cabbages spilling out and onto the floor. So exciting! The secret bandit hideout there was quite large, with many cabbages. It also had a story to it, written on notes lying around, which I really enjoyed. I will not name the cabin, but I do hope someone out there stumbles across it like I did. I have always found joy in exploring all over Nern, and I am so happy that you all enjoy Elder Scrolls as much as I do. Most importantly, thank you for such a wonderful show that we look forward to each week. May you have, may you all have cabbage in abundance, Terquil. Pretty, pretty funny stuff. Oh, has anyone found a room a cabin which is like hundreds of cabbages just stowed away? Not without a no. mod. <laughs> Usually, you find the one with cheese. Mm. And then you fooster down the cheese, and it breaks the game. <laughs> uh, this next email uh, from Per Bangston, uh, Rob, would you mind reading? Sure. I need to get my hands 
in that awesome song, I guess Mr. Sclabeau sang at the end of The Elder Scrolls Off the Record 150, Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. Please, by the way, awesome podcast, Smiley Face. Per Bankson. So, so Liz, you're, you're a hot item. Oh, doll. (laughs) (laughs) I would would make sure to be uh, here during some episodes towards the console release. Mm. In that case. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That is the end of our show, uh, such as it is. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And maybe you're wondering, where else can you listen? Well, we you can hear us on iTunes, the Stitcher Radio app, questgamingnetwork.com, and, of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, you can find us on questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. And you can tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, don't forget, our show is a live show. We do it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, we expect the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record to record Thursday, May 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, also, uh, the next episode of Classic will be Sunday, May 31st at 11 a.m. Eastern in Skyrim. Another famous person. Yeah, we'll be doing another famous person. Uh, we did uh, we did Potima, the Wolf Queen, last week. And by the way, thank you everyone who sent me uh, comments on how I can finally uh, progress that quest. I actually did <laughs> do it. Um, I was going to talk about it this episode, but we didn't have time. Uh, and of course, don't forget about Mark. Mark's Battle Spire will continue on. Classic Mark, classic Elder Scrolls, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Network Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll be posting those episodes on our on our uh, YouTube channel again, youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Please uh, click the subscribe button. Uh, that helps us quite a bit as well. Uh, final- I'm getting through uh, number nine and number ten right now of his last episodes. They are hilarious, yeah. yeah. Especially with Erasmo going, "You're my hero." So I've got to, I've got to rip uh, voice stuff off of that now. Uh, Lenswin is asking, did you say what the challenges were? You know what, Lenswin? You're awesome because you're, you're reminding me. I did say, I did say in the very beginning, but I'm going to go over them again. All right. Earn Master Criminal Achievement in Skyrim and tell us how you did it. Okay. Create your own unique build in Elder Scrolls Online. Share it with us. Play through 10 dungeons in Oblivion. 10. 10 dungeons in Oblivion. Share us. Share with us your best item and your best story from that. Uh, please try and keep it somewhat short, of course. Um, or, of course, you can come up with your own unique challenge in any of the Elder Scrolls games and email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. It's elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Let us know what you did. Uh, tell us your story. We, we, we are looking forward to reading it on the next show. Uh, final thoughts, starting with Mike. It was a great show tonight. Uh I really enjoyed seeing a lot of people that we haven't seen in a while in the uh, the chat room. So big shout outs to all those guys, and uh, you know, come join us again next week. And Rob, great show, everyone! Thank you for hanging out with this chat room. Um, here in a little bit, I'm going to say probably in about thirty minutes or thirty five minutes or so, we're going to be starting up Dancing with Daggers. So 
Uh, stick around, enjoy. It should be a lot of fun. And Liz. And after that, I will be in PvP. If anybody wants to join on Hatteras in Zone Chat, type QGN, and I'll try to get you added. And if it doesn't, automatically do it. Thank you. Yeah, once I'm done posting, once I'm done posting the show, I'll uh, I'll try and join you guys. Well, everyone, Yay. thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Uh, Take, uh, everyone in the chat room, thank you for being here. It was a wonderful show. Thank you to my wonderful hosts. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> uh, probably the whitest cowboy ever there singing, you know. That's All it needed was an accordion. <laughs> That's my country uh, version of that song. She's here. She's muted. She's going, what the hell? No. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell? Sorry. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. But you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful. There's nothing as powerful. It's hard to kill the human spirit. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody can be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. The real challenge of growth, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, comes when you get knocked down. It takes courage to act. Part of being hungry when you've been defeated, it takes courage to start over again. Fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital 
Fear can age you, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. At the end of your feelings is nothing, but at the end of every principle is a promise. Behind your little feelings, it might not be absolutely nothing at the end of your little feelings, but behind every principle is a promise. And some of you in your life, the reason why you're not at your goal right now, because you just all about your feelings. You, you all on your feelings. You don't feel like waking up. So who does? Every day you say no to your dreams, you might be pushing your dreams back a whole six months, a whole year. That one single day, that one day you didn't get up could have pushed your stuff back I don't know how long. Don't allow your emotions to control you. We are emotional, but you want to begin to discipline your emotion. If you don't discipline and contain your emotions, they will use you. You want it, and you're going to go all out to have it. It's not going to be easy when you want to change. It's not easy. If it were in fact easy, everybody would do it. But if you're serious, you'll go all out. I'm in control here. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm coming back. And I'll be stronger and better because of it. You have got to make a declaration that this is what you stand for. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for help. Take full responsibility for your life. Accept where you are and the responsibility that you're going to take yourself where you want to go. You can decide that I'm going to live each day as if it were my last. Live your life with passion. With some drive. Decide that you're going to push yourself. The last chapter to your life has not been written yet. And it doesn't matter about what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter about what happens to you. What matters is, what are you going to do about it? This year I will make this goal become a reality. I won't talk about it anymore. I can. I can. I can. Persevere, I think, is important for everybody. Don't give up. Don't give in. There's always an answer to everything.